Hey, this is Scott. And Burke. From the Davis and Davis Show, the podcast for everything Ohio. Two guys who met at the University of Akron and have a love for Northern Ohio. We talk about everything from entertainment to motorsports to fine wine and spirits. Do you want to get a little insight on Northern Ohio from the perspective of two middle-aged men? Well, as we say, grab a beer, a glass of wine, sit down, relax, and listen. New shows every Thursday morning at 6 a.m. Eastern. Just go to www.redcircle.com slash Davis and Davis. Or find us on Apple Podcasts, Prime Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Check out our Facebook page at Davis and Davis. We're not a real law firm. And we just don't care. Welcome to the Cleveland Sports Fan. Welcome to the Cleveland Sports Fan, home of the wildly entertaining podcast released every Tuesday and Friday at 8 a.m. Eastern. Go to clevelandsportsfan.com for links to our podcast as well as links to our YouTube and Patreon channels. I'm one of your hosts, Scott Davis. I'm happy to be here this morning. Our other hosts are Mr. Burley Gunner and Mr. Oshimaida. Go. All right. How's everyone doing this morning? I'm doing fine. A lot to do today. A lot of sports to be watched. A lot of golf to be played. Mr. Oshimaida. Uh, it's been an okay day. It was a great weekend, though. I couldn't take my eyes off the golf tournament. Mm-mm-mm. Any of you get out for I golf even today? I tell you what happened to the Indians this weekend because I was so engrossed in the PGA tournament, I, I didn't even care. Mm-mm-mm. Anyone go golfing today? No. Yeah, I actually golfed um, at the Legends of Maslin. I golfed with Jake. Um, shot decent. Um, didn't walk away with a win. Um but shot decent. It was a it was a beautiful course. I've never been there before. Um, Oshi, might have you ever been there before? Yeah, I've been there a few times. Well, actually, I've been there. I was there last year. They had redone the course a little bit since the time before I'd been there because it had been a few years. But I tell you what, that course is. Did either that, one of you shoot under a hundred? Uh, well, we're not. Well, we won't. We will. We won't talk about score, but I mean, win. I didn't, I didn't win. I kept it close um, until the last hole. Yeah, I mean, it was a beautiful course. I love to play. Um, not, not, a, not the greatest outing. Could have been much better, but, but yeah. I mean, congrats to Jake. Yeah, that course is really easy to get lost on going from hole to hole. Yeah, that was another thing. I, I, I did mention that to, to Jake a couple times. I said, 
like where the hell are we going a couple times you, you drive through you drive through neighborhoods and whatnot exactly you have to drive through a neighborhood 10 minutes to get to the next hole yeah but other than that it's a, it's probably the best golf course in Maslin for sure but mm-hmm. yeah what are the greens fees like oh they were nice it honestly like not sugarcoating anything um and i feel like this is a trend of me saying this probably the nicest golf course i've ever played i know the fees isn't it what is it, about 38 for 18 and a cart during the week oh you said the fees i thought yes. you said the green speeds no. i thought you said the green speeds you said the green fees um i don't know how what the standard price is i i go through an app where i can get a late night deal if i book like the night before so for example last night when i booked i had no idea where i was playing until last night when i booked it and it's just whatever the best deal available is at the certain time that i want to play it i think during the week it's like 38 for 18 in a cart which is not bad but but on but i only paid 15 dollars um a piece jake and i each paid 15 bucks which wasn't bad i mean that's almost 18 I, I, in a cart like i said it's a it's wow. an app it's an app that that gives discounts. Okay. So, hmm. alrighty. And here, I thought the fifty dollars I found at Windstar was good. I mean, I think that's normally how much it is. But like I said, when they have this app, it'll sell tea times for a cheaper price because it's an open tea time and they want to get it sold. I booked it at one a.m. You know what I mean? Hmm. 1 a.m. the night before, so. As Oshi might have figured out when the when the Oklahoma Invitational is going to happen? You know, that is a 36-hour train ride. Yes, it is. Wow. Hey, if the, if the, if the chair It's only reclines, 150 bucks. If, if the chair reclines and they give me a blanket and a pillow, I don't care. <laughs> I'm telling you. It's a great I'm course. About it. I'm thinking about it. It's a great course. Plus, I, I can get us two free free nights in the hotel there. We could do nine one day I'm and down. the next. I'm down. Where is this? Windstar Casino in Oklahoma. Oklahoma? Yeah, it's right on the Oklahoma-Texas border. Do you about have a an date? hour away from my house. Do you have a date set for this, or is this just whenever... Uh, I just asked Bob if he wanted to come down. I come down to to play around a the golf there. Oh, so, uh, so I, oh, I didn't get. An, we're oh, still. In, I didn't get the invite. Oh, okay. We it's are, my, oh, it's his invite. Are, it's not my invite. We are still gotcha. in the middle of trying to figure out when we're going to do this. Gotcha. Okay. Well, I mean, if I do get invited, I may think about it. But as far as right well, now, better, it looks it like be, I'm not invited. It better be before August because I'm not coming down there in August when it's 150 degrees outside. You only get to about 105. That's still too much. Anyway. Seven max. He said a 36-hour train ride. The hell are you taking a train to to Oklahoma for? He says he he doesn't drive on the highway. First off. Mr. Oshimaida coming from Japan probably doesn't have an American driver's license. So I don't think I've ever seen him drive on the highway. I don't think I, 
the only time I ever saw Bob drive was to deliver pizzas. And that was about it. And he rarely did that. And that was 25 years ago. Right around, it was 1994. Yeah, that was like 25 years ago. Watch okay. what you say. I held you when you were a baby. Uh, 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 enough of my driving and traveling habits. Well, shoot, but like I said, the train. Okay, the train stops all the time. You get a lot of pictures. You get to go through about, what, 12 states? Now, Greyhound, you'd get here faster. I think I'd rather take the train. Yeah, I, I rode the or Greyhound. Spirit. I wrote the Greyhound from uh, from Dallas to Houston once for a show, and a lady puked in my computer bag. She's sitting in the next what? to me. Yeah, she's sitting next to me drinking. She's drinking Nyquil. I'm like, honey. What do you mean she puked? What do you mean? Wait, 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 whoa, whoa. What do you mean she puked in your computer bag? You're on a Greyhound. I had my computer bag leaning up against me in the seat because I was working on on the show I was going to do and she just all of a sudden popped her head up eyes got really freaking big next thing I know she dumps her head into my computer bag and pukes wow yeah I I looked at I looked at my business partner I looked at Edwin I, I was like Edwin I will never never drive or ride greyhound again was the computer in the bag no i i had it out i was working on i was gonna say at that point i throw it all away i'm sorry oh my goodness computer everything is going in the next garbage i see i don't throw up welcome to greyhound Mm. leave the puking to us hey their their seats recline too do they give you a blanket Dude, you should just give in, give in to the force and fly. Yeah. Okay. There's something totally wrong scientifically for something that weighs that much be able to fly 35,000 feet above the uh, above the ground. It is something. Look, the second I get on a plane, it is guaranteed to crash. It's true. I could believe it. I could believe that. That 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 is a, a, a the minute that you get onto a train, it's going to plow into the side of a building because it has no brakes. I'm telling you. But at you. least I'm not falling thirty five thousand feet. How often does a plane crash? Oh boy, I'm going to turn on the news tomorrow. Uh, 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 on that note. <laughs> I'm going to pass this off to Burley Gunner where I go through the news. <coughs> Enjoy it, everyone. Well, over the weekend, the Indians come up short two of three games uh, against the Twins at home. The only win for the Tribe came on Saturday in extras, 5-3. to three. Cesar Hernandez with a walk-off home run in the bottom of the 10th inning. How do we feel about the Tribe, though? weekend series loss about the Minnesota Twins. I'm going to defer because honestly, like I said, I was so in, I was, I could not take my eyes off the PGA tournament. So uh, there's still a game and a half out of first. 
going into but they're losing to the Twins. Twins. Okay. Well, I'll have to go back and 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 look at the series. I, I mean, how bad was it? Bad. Uh, yeah. Uh, Friday was ten and nothing. Friday was ten That's and nothing. Right. Okay, I know. Friday um. Was- and, and Saturday, Beaver had two runners on in the first inning. They didn't score, but he had two runners on in the first. So. It, it was not pretty. <laughs> it wasn't great. I'm really surprised the Indians have a negative run differential. And they're a game and a half out of first. And Chicago has like a plus 45 run differential. I mean, that tells me the Indians pitching is in not doing too bad. And the NBA, the NBA, the NBA playoffs have begun. And the highlight of the day today is the Los Angeles Lakers dropping game one to the Phoenix Suns, 99 to 90. I know neither of you give a shit about this, but either of you have a, any, any comment. who, Who took the lead? Phoenix. The Suns are up 1-0 on the Lakers in the Western Conference. Yeah, the Lakers are flopping and dropping. Well, I mean, it was a, it was kind of a predicted thing. The Suns' uh, money line was favored to the Suns. They are the higher seed. Um, so, I mean, LeBron's track record in, in game ones is not really good, and he bounces back in game two, and that's how I, that's how I see it. Um, is, is that short white guy still playing for Phoenix? Steve Nash. Steve Nash. Oh yeah, he's the coach. Steve Nash, the coach of the Nets. He's the coach of the Brooklyn Nets. Oh yeah, I love me some Steve Nash. And he hasn't played. It just seems like yesterday I was watching him. Look, I totally agree with you, Ryan. Seems like yesterday. I I don't see the Lakers losing this series. I just don't see it. I I think the Spurs are going to win. Tim Duncan's looking good. They're not even in the playoffs. Oh. Oh my god! In the NFL, uh, a little problem, a little problem in Green Bay is Aaron Rodgers was one. Uh, he was one of the players to not attend the Packers facility today for OTAs. <laughs> Guys, is Aaron Rodgers going to be without without discussing without discussing a team or or just a yes or no? Will Aaron Rodgers be with the Green Bay Packers next season? Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, we're going to get into that later on in the show. Uh, um, he's Scott, not going to play. You? He's not hey, going to play in Green Bay. He's not going to play this year. I would have to agree Green, with that. Green Bay is not going to let him go. I said the same thing two weeks ago. He's not going to play. I would agree. Everyone's like, oh, he's going to play. He'll play. He'll play. Yeah, no, it's a it's a different world now, and it's much easier for these guys to just sit out for a year. I would absolutely but, agree with that. I would absolutely agree with that. Well, thanks for listening. I'm Burley Gunner. That was the news. That was all the news. Come Sponsored on, by Phil nobody Mickelson. Right Phil Mickelson, which takes us into block one, being led by Mr. Oshie Minor. Okay, well, the PGA tournament wrapped up yesterday, and my Lord, I I thought when Tiger won the Masters in 2019 that I had, 
had seen the best golf tournament I ever watched in my life. I couldn't, I could not stop watching this golf tournament. I, it, I couldn't stop. I kept waiting. I kept waiting for Mickelson to, to make a seven on a four to he put one in the water, but it hit the green first. So he was able to drop on the green. He was out hitting Brooks Kapka off the drive. He was hitting balls into eight inches of rough and hitting them within 10 feet of the flag while Ustazen and Kapka just were falling apart and it still wasn't over. So I, I, I think this benefited him. And here's why. Because as a left-handed golfer, obviously there's not many left-handed golfers, especially in the PGA. And the way the wind was blowing off that course Thursday and Friday favored Mickelson. Are you excited excited about Phil Mickelson? Oh, my goodness. Going into the first two days of the tournament, the the wind off the ocean was was favoring Mickelson because he, he golfs from the other side. And then Sunday, something happened that nobody thought was going to happen. The wind totally shifted the other way, which totally benefited Phil Mickelson on the back nine. While Kepka and Ustazen were hitting balls all over the place, Mickelson was able to keep enough fairways and enough greens. And when he held that sand shot out on five for birdie, it just it felt like it took the wind out of everybody else. And and watching him in victory formation walking up that 18th green like green like Happy Gilmore, and all the entire crowd just entered the fairway. And Brooks Cap was behind him getting his knees all fucked up from people banging into him and and shit. And we couldn't even find him. We didn't even know where it was. It didn't matter. Phil's walking up the course, thumbs up, waving, thumbs up, thumbs up. Oh, I was thumbs up, too, from my TV. Thumbs up. With my live plus 275 ticket. And when he he dropped that that par in at 18, there was tears in my eyes, literally. There's a tear in my beard. The 50-year-old lefty that shares my birthday was the oldest person by two years to win a major championship. And he did it in style. And what style was that? Like like Superman, like Spider-Man walking up the sidewalk. Oh, my goodness. Thumbs up to everyone. Oh hey, hey, I'll meet you for lunch later. You hey, know, I feel real call. bad for the people who are listening to this podcast and not watching it because, wow, you just missed something that you just do not want to miss. That you, was not natural. Yeah, you, oh, man. You know what? I'm actually sorry for the people watching the podcast and not listening to it because the people listening to it didn't have to see what just happened. I feel bad for anybody that listens to this. <laughs> Listen, I didn't get into the tournament until Saturday. Um, but Saturday night when Phil had the lead, um, I did a live 
a live bet, a plus 275 bet for him to win. Uh, nothing crazy. Uh, just one unit on it. Turned one unit into three, about three and a half. Um, but it was a great tournament. You know, I love watching the the, the setting of, of, you know, on the beach and whatnot. I actually knew a couple people that were down there watching that too. So a, a cool event, um, definitely. Um, I love playing golf, though, much more than I love watching golf. You know, I mean, I would, the one. I, I would love to go to the, 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 the tour live, but to watch it live for me, unless it is Sunday, the championship day, it's kind of just on, you know, an iPad or a phone or something. And I'm listening to it more of like a listen. So, but I enjoyed it and, and I'm happy Phil won. Do you know he was 200 to one going into the, the Oh, he was, he was, his, uh, he was tw plus 25,000. I know. Plus 25,000. <laughs> like. Vegas cleaned up on that tournament. Who man. Oh man. Oh yeah. They definitely did. They definitely did. Because there was a lot of guys that didn't even make the cut. There was guys that weren't even in the top 20 that were projected to be in the top 10. No, but the point is, is less than 1% of the gambling population bet on Phil Mickelson. Oh, man. you Any any wager would have cashed you out pretty fat. $10. $10. A thousand, a thousand wins you 20000 25 25 okay. Yeah. It's a lot of money. Right. Anyway, Scott, did you watch it? I watched the last day. Didn't have a lot of time. It, it, it was actually kind of kind of stressful to watch in the Very. beginning. Uh, they were trading double bogeys. <laughs> the whole, I mean, but once they got to the back nine, I was like, oh, this is it. He's rolling now. He's not going to stop. Uh, good for him. Good for him. I was just waiting for him to, on the 18th hole, pull out a Chi-Chi Rodriguez and sort his club, but he no, didn't do it. No, that's not him. That ain't him. He I didn't was actually do it. hoping he'd celebrate a little bit more than he did. Yeah, no, he's not the type to do that. No, I mean, he's, he's real laid back. He's just, uh, he's, he's, he's an overly nice guy. Glad to see that somebody, somebody nice won the championship. So but how do you mean by that? Who's not, who's not nice? Well, there's been several golfers. In, oh, there's quite, oh, Freddie Couples wasn't a real nice guy. <laughs> uh what was his name john daly was he it? was just drunk uh, yeah, he 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 pissed everyone off he he was the one that originated driving off the first tee at the masters with a cigarette hanging out of his mouth <laughs> <laughs> do you think i'm kidding <laughs> that's that i i i think it was i think it was the the time that he he did the entire course with the two iron that I loved. Mm -hmm. Even putting with the two iron. I'm like, yeah, there's, there's been some not nice golfers, but Phil's, I, I'm glad Phil won. And I probably wouldn't have watched all weekend if he, if he wasn't in the league. I, I, I'd, I'd have probably caught it here and there, but I just want I, I, I just had to, I just kept watching. It. I couldn't, I couldn't quit. It, it, it was a lot of fun to watch. I'm, I'm not really a big golf fan. To, to watch it, I'd rather be playing than watching, but uh, this one was actually worthwhile to watch. 
I th- I really kind of started tuning out when Tiger left the PGA in the first place. Uh, which way he, he hurt his back or something and was out for two years. Well, first he got hit in the back of the head with a nine iron. Then he hurt his back. Oh yeah. I would oh. love it if Tiger, if I, I don't think it would happen, but I would love if Tiger came back and made one more run. I, I, why can't he? I, I mean, he was just in a brutal car accident recently. He broke his leg. That heals. Yeah, I mean, but he was all already going downhill. Well, I don't know. I mean, he did, he started off, he started off or finished off the end of last year, not too bad. But you know, I mean, this may give him time to to keep resting his back and all his other aches and pains. You never know. I'll tell you what: when when he does make his comeback, wherever it is, is going to be totally electric until he misses the cut. Who's going to take over after, after, after tiger now, who's going to take the, over as the young stud. There's always like, there's so many there's a hundred of them. Yeah. There are so yeah. many of them right now. I feel like they're, you've they're, got Jambo, you've got Dustin Johnson, you've got Justin Thomas, John Rahm. You've got so many golfers. Jordan Spieth. Yeah. Rory's still young. We didn't even say Brooks Kepka, and he was the guy battling Phil on Sunday. Yeah, until they start bashing his knee in with a trash can and going to the 18th green. Rabbit golf fans. Maybe Jack Nick. Wait, were, were the Astros there? The trash Astros? I don't know. Uh, maybe it was Altuve. It's, not, so dude, it's not the trash Astros. It's the Astros. Okay, I like mine better, but anyway. <laughs> Hey, so that's all I got about the PGA tournament. Who's bought B is Scott, I believe. Well, everyone, we're going to take a quick break and we will be right back. He's your dog. All right, we're back. Next up is Mr. Burley Gunner. All right, welcome back, everybody, to the Cleveland Sports Fan Podcast. Um, a little interesting. Um, Lines have come out, and I want to discuss them, but this is not Burley's Beats, uh, so don't get it confused. Uh, Scott, Dad, please, please just follow me for two minutes. I'm going to go through some um, odds to win the Super Bowl 56 lines, and then you'll see where I'm going with this. We're going to start off with, obviously, the Kansas City Chiefs and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers leading the way. The Chiefs are plus 450. That's the, 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 the best odds to win the Super Bowl. And the Buccaneers come in second place at plus 700. Those are the only two teams in the three-digit mark. We get to the Baltimore Ravens, which is questionable to me. That's not what this is about, but they're third at plus 1,200. The Bills are at four plus 1,200. And the Los Angeles Rams – not Chargers, are fifth at plus 1,200. 
Now we have the San Francisco 49ers at plus 1,400. The Cleveland Browns come in at number eight at plus 1,600, followed by the Green Bay Packers at 1,800. And at number nine, the Denver Broncos at plus 2,000. Wait, yes, the Denver Broncos have the ninth best odds to win Super Bowl 56. Do either of you want to steal my thunder and take a guess as to why that may be? This is according to VegasInsider.com. Most odds on most sports books are the same. On everyone I've checked, the Denver Broncos have the ninth best odds to win Super Bowl 56. All right, I'm going to go first. It's because John Elway is coming back. He's making a comeback. And what do you mean by that? He's, he's not back playing. He's not. Oh, please. <laughs> please, please, please. Why? Because they're assuming that he's going to, Aaron Rodgers is going to get traded to Denver. That is exactly why the Denver Broncos are at plus 2,000, the ninth best odds to win Super Bowl 56. Now I'm going to ask you, Scott. Mm hmm. You asked. You told me earlier in the show that Aaron Rodgers was not playing in Green Bay this mm, coming season. Good. So, nope. so Scott, let me ask you: Where do you think Aaron Rodgers is going to play football this coming season? Mm, let's see here. Do you want me to give you an answer as if? the Green Bay Packers administration is smart or if they're stupid. I want you to tell me who you think Aaron Rodgers is going to be in uniform with week one of the NFL season. Now, if they're smart, they're going to trade him to the Broncos. I don't think they're going to be smart. I think they're going to take Aaron Rodgers threat as a threat and like most owners would do, they're going to sit back and go, I'm the owner. You're the player. Fuck you. So Aaron Rodgers will be a Green Bay Packer sitting at home, figuring out what lines he's going to use next on Jeopardy because he's not going to play. Do you think if so? So he, you don't think that he's going to get traded to Denver? Who do you think he's going to get traded to? Do you think it will come I, down to Aaron Rodgers telling Green Bay who he's getting traded to? He's not going to get traded this year. He is not going to get traded this year. He is going to sit out. So just you're like, just saying. Just so, like Le'Veon Bell did, he's going to sit at home and get to eat bonbons while watching the Green Bay Packers and the Denver Broncos play. But it's so okay. You, he has the money. He's not hurting for cash, guys. So you think that he's just not playing this year? I think he's not going to play this this year. As well as that, I think the administration of the Green Bay Packers is so butthurt by this 
they're going to make sure that he doesn't go to any team. Do you think there's a chance that we've, we've seen Aaron Rodgers play his last football game? There's always that chance. I mean, look at Andrew Locke. Can I, inter- can I interject? Please. Aaron Rodgers is going to be playing football for the Green Bay Packers. He, You know what? Yeah, he's, if not the best quarterback in the league right now, he's in the top three for sure. And as soon as he's done being a crybaby, and as soon as he's done with his feelings always being hurt by something, when it comes time, him missing OTAs, big deal. You know what I mean? veterans miss OTAs. That's why it's optional. You don't have to be there. If you're a rookie, then yeah, you want to show up. Aaron Rodgers is going to play quarterback for the Green Bay Packers at the end of the day, at least for the next year. And, you know, like I said, as soon as he's done in his feelings and he gets his feelings hurt every year, They've won one Super Bowl, and part of that blames on him. So neither of you went the route that I am going to no. go with this. No, they're not trading him. I'm with Scott. He'll sit before they trade him. And that's I don't exactly think so. what he will do. I think the Green Bay Packers are going to trade him, and I don't think it's going to be to Denver. Now, reverting back to my list, there was a team with the seventh best odds, sixth best odds to win the Super Bowl. And that team is the San Francisco 49ers. Now that I could see. The San Francisco 49ers, in no, there's no way, shape, or form that the San Francisco 49ers have the sixth or seventh best odds to win the Super Bowl next season, unless they upgrade their quarterback. And I'll tell you what, the kid that they got from North Dakota State, Trey Lance, he may be it, but he's not propelling the 49ers' odds to win the Super Bowl to plus 1,400. Those are great odds when it's talking about winning the Super Bowl. Wait a minute. Trey Lance isn't even going to play this year. I think you're right because he's going to sit behind Aaron Rodgers. I believe that Aaron Rodgers will be quarterbacking the San Francisco 49ers next season. I think he will demand his way there, and Green Bay will give in to him. Why San Francisco? He's from the area, okay? He's from the area. He would love to go back to California. I don't see the Rams needing to upgrade a quarterback. I don't see the Chargers needing to upgrade a quarterback. The Raiders are no longer there. That leaves the San Francisco 49ers with Kyle Shanahan and Trey Lance to play back up and sit behind Aaron Rodgers until Aaron Rodgers' career rides off into the sunset. Book that. I think San Francisco is the place that Aaron Rodgers ends up in exchange for Jimmy Garoppolo. Scott, do you want to go first? I think you really need to quit smoking crack before coming on the show. (laughs) 
Explain. That was the most idiotic thing I have ever heard. How oh, so? I, I take that back. My ex-wife sleeping with her boss while we were married was the most. It wasn't me. Idiotic thing. <laughs> well, you were my boss at the time, so that, it that, that could be bad. It could be bad, Bob. Yeah. How, uh, how so? It's not. It, San Francisco has already set their path. They have two quarterbacks. They are not taking another quarterback. It, it, he is it, it not works, going to coach. But Ryan is assuming that Jimmy Garoppolo will end up in Green Bay. It works for both. It works for both it's sides. Not going to happen. You're arguing that Green Bay is not going to have a quarterback this season. I'm arguing that they're going to instead Green of Bay's having got a quarterback. His last name is Love. Okay. Listen, listen. Okay, let let me interject here. I don't think it's the dumbest thing Jordan in the world Love. I've ever heard at all. But really? here's the thing about really? it. Yeah, on paper, of any team him going to, in my opinion, San Francisco is the only one that makes any sense. But, again, I'm going to go back to Aaron Rodgers and his feelings. When they drafted Jordan Love, he was all upset about it. He made it public he didn't like it. And then what did he do? He turned around and won the MVP. Do you, if he didn't want to have Jordan Love breathing down his throat, do you really think he wants Trey Lance, the third overall pick in the draft, breathing down his throat? Because Aaron Rodgers doesn't want to just play for one or two more years. He wants to play for three, four, five. And that ain't happening in San Francisco because in order for that, two things have to happen in that instance. San Francisco is going to have to say, all right, well, maybe we shouldn't have drafted Trey Lance third overall because now he's got to sit for four years. Yeah. And Green Bay is going to have to say, all right, well, we got Jimmy Garoppolo, who's a younger quarterback now, so we made a mistake drafting Jordan Love. That's why I don't think, I don't think it would work for those reasons if San Francisco had not drafted Trey Lance, I could see it in a minute. I mean, you make a good point. I think, I mean, I think you both make good points, actually. Um, well, I didn't call you stupid. I agree. Well, I that's didn't call fine. him that's, stupid that's, either. I I'm playing. I'm playing. I, I called his I comment I, idiotic. I agree more with you. I agree more with you, Dad, uh, uh, until the part of you, he doesn't want um, – he doesn't want Trey Lance breathing down his neck anymore. I think you're giving him way too many years. I don't think Aaron Rodgers wants to play play that that much longer. I mean, that, that could be the case. He might want to go to a San Francisco and win two out of three and, and, and call it a career. Ain't no guarantee that's going to happen. He's got good. He's got the same shot in Green Bay to win a Super Bowl that he does going to San Francisco. I think everyone is missing the elephant in the room. Eddie, where are you? The elephant in the room is the management of the Green Bay Packers. They have no management. They have a board. Well, I, I mean, I, I get your point, Scott. I, I think that they're going to handle it differently. Um, I they're can't going believe to I... try to punish him. So if he gets traded somewhere, it's going to be to a team like the, the Detroit Lions. That makes no sense. They just traded for Jared Goff. 
There's very limited teams. I, I think Rogers. I think you're missing the point. I'm not missing of the, the fact that the administration is not going to send him someplace where he can win a Super Bowl right away. If they're, they're confident pissed, that they can, they are why would pissed they off at him. They right, want boys. to teach him a lesson. Okay, but right. the fact that the, that they drafted you Jordan keep talking Ruff. logically where they're already not logical. If they were logical, they would have freaking gotten the guy weapons two years ago instead of getting a quarterback. Oh, okay. He's got plenty of weapons. All right, boys, boys, boys. What I want to do now, if you're listening to this podcast, I want you to go to our Facebook page, and I want you to post on our wall who you think is going to acquire Aaron Rodgers. That's what I want to do. And when we go through uh, on Thursday, we can read some of the comments um, of where you think that Aaron Rodgers is going to land, whether it's Green Bay, whether it's Denver, whether it's San Francisco, or hell, maybe it's going to be Cleveland. Who knows? But this is the Cleveland Sports <laughs> Fan Podcast. I am Burley Gunner. We have Burley Beats coming up. Uh, also, we have Scott. And what are you going to talk about? I don't know. He doesn't know yet. We have Burley's Beats and Scott with whatever the hell he's going to talk about coming up next. Again, this is the Cleveland Sports Fan. We're out. We'll be right back. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. As we all know, Block Z, it's my segment. I have nothing really to talk about, so I'm going to look at you two and Ask a very simple question, and then we'll discuss it. Right now, the Indians are up six to five against the Detroit Tigers, bottom of the eighth. What do you think the Indians should do to improve their baseball team right now at this point in time? Mr. Oshimaida? Well, seeing as how they refuse to spend any money, I'm not really sure that there's anything they can do outside of, you know, maybe bolstering their bullpen, their, their middle bullpen a little bit. I mean, you got Reyes out to, what, a month and a half. Someone's got to fill that void. So They, they brought Miller up. Okay. Is Yasiel Puig still around? Yeah, I don't think he got picked up by a team. Well, there Yasiel, you go. Puig, Yasiel Puig and um, Edwin Encarnacion are still free agents. I mean, if one of them would take, you know, a couple million to finish out this season, I'd sign one of them. Encarnacion, I'd love to have him back on the team because Jose Ramirez becomes 20% better with Encarnacion on the same team. Those two really did well together. I I was sad to see him leave. Imagine imagine Franmil when he comes back. I know he's out for like five weeks, but imagine Franmil if 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 you had Jose Ramirez and Edwin Encarnacion hitting in front of Franmil. You can't I mean, pitch around any of those guys. 
I mean, honestly, we've only spent $50 million this year. We could pick up Yasiel Puig as well. That would be, I mean, I would take Puig over it and Carnacion. <coughs> Although uh, he, has, he hasn't played in, what, two plus years? Who, and Carnacion played no, last year? Puig. No, Puig. I, ever since yeah. the, the Indians didn't resign him, I don't believe he's played for anybody. Yeah, he, he, has, he didn't play at all last year, so... And that kind of tells you something. You know, uh, does he have a strong bat? He, I mean, when he came here and we didn't resign him, partially his fault. He was the one that was asking for way too much money. And that, that really kind of blew him out of the water uh, as far as getting resigned here. But, but when he left, he was actually playing some good ball here. Yeah, I mean, I like I like him in the outfield better than I like Edwin in the infield. I mean, I, I think if you sign Puig now, Naylor can play first base every day, and you have a, a, a above average defender with a huge arm. Okay, anything else, Burley? I, I mean, I think I think if you're looking long term. And I know that wasn't the question, but if you're looking long term to to make the team better, I think you got to trade Shane Bieber. I think you've got to deal him now. I think you deal Shane Bieber, you get a haul for him. You don't have to pay him. The Indians already don't like to pay players. He's going to want a lot of money. And I mean, assuming he turns things around, I mean, he's not pitching terrible. He's just not pitching elite, but somebody would pay for him a, a very good price. But if you're looking right now, if you want to make a run to the World Series right now with the wide open American League Central with really the only competition being the Chicago White Sox and really the only competition being in the American League, in my opinion, is the Yankees and the White Sox. If you can take down one of those two teams and have another team fall to the Red Sox or the Astros in the playoffs, you could do anything. You could make it to the World Series. And if you want to do that, you uh, ironically keep Bieber. And you add another starting pitching because I don't know what happened with the, with the Indians. The starting pitching used to be so great. Top to top to bottom one through five. There was a quote unquote ace everywhere every day. And now it's not like that. And even with our ace, not pitching at elite form, not pitching like he once did. If you can add another guy in the starting rotation, if you could, I don't really think the bullpen necessarily needs to be a a focus over maybe another power hitter, maybe another big right-handed bat in the lineup that you could stick behind Fran Mill and Jose. We talked about Puig. We talked about um, Edwin Encarnacion. I think that there's a chance that the Indians could go to the World Series this year, or not the World Series, the playoffs this year. And we all know, like the Nationals a couple years ago proved to us, that if you make it into the postseason, anything can happen on any given night. So all right, I think all right. That's with, what with what you with what you just said there, do you think that this is a World Series winning team? No, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't think that. No, but like I said, when you get into the playoffs, anything at that point can happen. Your starting pitcher, Garrett Cole, in Game One for the Yankees, could have a bad game in a five in a best of five game series and he has a bad game and the Indians go up one to nothing. 
anything can happen, Scott. The Nationals won the World Series. They weren't even supposed to make the playoffs that year. Do I think the Indians are a playoff team? Absolutely. I think they can make the playoffs. They're streaky. They're very inconsistent. They're frustrating to watch right now because it it looks like they're good, but really it it doesn't feel like they're good. But, yeah, I think that they can. I think that they can go to the playoffs, which would obviously open up a World Series conversation. Bob, let me ask you the same question. Do you think that this is a World Series winning team? Um, if I look at the rest of the league, probably not. But again, if you can get into the playoffs, anything can happen. Now, what I will say about, I'm not trading Shane Bieber this year because I, I got to wait. I got to wait until all these stadiums are at full capacity and I got to wait and see the revenue that comes in because I don't want to have the situation we have with Lindor where, where everybody lost so much revenue last year, the teams weren't really willing to give up a whole lot to get him. So I'm holding on to Beaver till this time next year and see where we are and let this year play out. Yeah, we go sign it back. Great. I mean, well, as we don't have the hitting to win the World Series right now. Bieber is worth a heck of a lot more than Lindor ever was. And he'll be worth a ton more this time next year than he is right now. And you being upset about the Lindor trade, I think we got way more than we probably should have <laughs> after watching upset. him play for the first quarter of the Okay, I'm season. not saying I'm upset with what we got with him because we don't know, and we're not going to know for at least two to three years. The same with the Clevenger trade. We're not going to really know. Yeah, we got Naylor, uh, but a lot the, of these guys the Clevenger, the Clevenger trade has played out. Okay, but still, there's a lot of guys. There's a few guys down in single A that we still haven't seen. We don't know. But I, I, I don't think we can trade Bieber this year. I think it's got to wait until next year because I think that the demand for him next year with the, the revenue – especially teams that sell out every game when fans are at full capacity, the asking price is going to be a ton more this time next year than it is right now. Okay. I, I I can see that point, but with the way that Bieber has been pitching so far this year, I'm actually kind of scared to put him out there for an entire season you guys act like the guy gives up two runs and he's garbage. He's been pulled two times now in the fourth inning. Okay. And we're only a quarter of a way through the season. Okay. I, I, I don't see, I don't, again, if the guy doesn't go 21 and 0 with an ERA under one, everybody's like, oh my God, what happened? Okay. I mean, if I watch James Karinchak three out of the next four times blow saves, uh, are we ready to get rid of him too? It's not about that though. It has. It's not about the blowing saves, and I'm not trading Bieber because he's not been what we expect him to be thus far. It has nothing to do with that. It has everything to do with the money, the situation. It has everything to do with what he's worth right now. 
Exactly. I mean, that's exactly. You you can't sit back and say, "Well, next year he's going to be worth more." He is because you don't know. Outside of injury, he's not injured right now, and he's making four innings. I mean, he's giving up base runners in the first inning, giving up runs in the first inning. Gives up the first run every game. That's okay. not the that's not the people we had last year. And again, if the guy gives up three runs a game, you should still win. And guess what? It was it was warm over the weekend. I hate to break it to you, but we had good weather this weekend. Yeah, you're right. I don't think weather was a factor, my friend. No, I'm saying the guy gives up three runs a game. The Indians should win that game. You're right. And I'm not bashing Shane Bieber. I'm not saying he's bad. I'm not saying he's having a bad year. He's actually having a good year. But if you look at his numbers, he's having a good year. But when you are a Cleveland Indians fan and you hear the name Shane Bieber and you watch him on your television screen and he's giving up first inning runs and giving up – he has two guys on in the first inning. It's like, what? what is that? What is he was, that? He was the what Cy Young winner last year. He's not even in the hunt now. He was dealing at the beginning of the season. His first couple starts, he was going off. He, 10 strikeouts every single game. And now he's giving up hits. He's giving up walks. He just doesn't look that dominant. That's all. That's all I'm saying. No, if he doesn't look that dominant. But that's not even why I that's not even why I brought up the thought to trade him. That's not it. That is not it whatsoever. Not it. What right. I brought him I brought up the point to trade him because there's value in trading him. You can get some in return for the future. You can get a lot of prospects for a guy that is probably not going to be on your team for more than the next Foreseeable two years. future. Two years. I was going to say five, hey, but yeah, two he's years. He's not going to make it through two years. We got him this year and next year. Then he's a free agent. Uh, he's going to be uh, okay. So we just well, we have to sit back. He's going to go next year if he doesn't go this year. Oh, I agree. So, I mean, if you're not going to make a playoff run this year, get rid of him now. This team isn't made to win the World Series. This this team is not gelling like a World Series team needs to. As I'm watching this game, who's pitching that looks like he just came off the set of Duck Dynasty? I'm having a hard time seeing. Anyways, I have one more question because I've got a couple of minutes left here. Out of all the dark horses, the teams that we all just kind of blew off at the beginning of the <laughs> season saying that they were going to be crap, who do you guys see coming up out of those teams to make it to the playoffs? Now, my choice, my choice is very simple here, and maybe I'm biased. <laughs> but it's going to be the Boston Red Sox. Oh, good Lord. 
Dark Horse? Uh, did you see them last year? Yeah, I saw them unload all their talent and rebuild. Boston just reloads. They no. absolutely sucked for three years. They did not. There's no reloading right I going on Dark, there. Dark Horse ever. But I, okay, I, I'll give you that. They're, all right, so they, it's to me it's Oakland because they're a low. They have no. They have no salary. They have no payroll. They play in the worst city, worst stadium in baseball, and there they, they are. Also, they were also preseason favorite to win their division. So I don't understand how you can say that they're coming out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah I, I don't think that they were actually a dark horse because they were actually in the list at the beginning of the season to be good. Well, I mean, I don't know. Okay, Tampa where Bay, Boston but- wasn't where Texas Rangers weren't. Um, then uh, mm, Toronto. All right. What about you, Burley? I mean, Toronto's the same thing, though. They were there's they were preseason uh, the second favorite to win the AL East behind the Yankees. So that's not that's not even really a dark horse to me. But my dark horse, my favorite one, I've been talking about them for the last week is the St. Louis Cardinals. They were not supposed to be as good. <laughs> as they are. And I understand they got Goldschmidt and they got uh, Aaron Ado in the, in the last two seasons. So it looks like they're obviously trying to be good, but you've got some age with those guys and they just, it, they weren't favorites to win. And a lot of people forgot about them and they are winning ball games. They are winning games. They have a good pitching staff. They have really good hitters. And I also like the San Francisco giants. I like the giants a lot. I think they are a really young Group in the Marlins. The Marlins are another one. A young group with young pitching staff and, and some key guys that can hit some bombs. I just love it. Like I, I said this many times before, Major League this season, like the NBA, ironically, is like so wide open. There are so many good teams. There's really not too many very, very, very bad teams there's really not there's really not that kind of brings me back to the uh to the texas rangers who last year okay they they picked up bieber from us what not bieber uh kluber kluber Kluber. well they wheeled and dealed kluber off to the yankees this year or last year and actually picked up a lot of talent this team is looking stronger and stronger every week. I mean, for five years, all we did was pick on the Texas Rangers for being the suckiest team in the American League. And now they're actually looking like they're they're coming out of their shell and are ready to fight. So I'm I'm kind of looking forward to watching a few of uh a few of those games. What, so why are the, the Cubs should be considered a dark horse? Well, the, uh, the Cubs won the World Series four years ago. Five, okay, but the Cardinals ago. are good every year. No, they're not. The Cardinals, uh, on average, I bet seven out of ten years they make the playoffs. Dude, every team on average is good. Okay, but were the Cubs Except bad for the year? Pirates and the freaking. Okay, 
I guess, I guess if it's not your guys' opinion, it doesn't matter. That's fine. No, I'm cool. Well, if you look at the if you look at the bottom teams in the league, the Pirates, the Tigers, the Rockies, the Rangers, the Diamondbacks, the Orioles, none of those teams are like I don't look at any of those teams and think, oh my gosh, they are trash. Because even with the Tigers, whose lineup has guys that I've never heard of before, to be honest, they've got a good pitching staff. They have Casey Mize. They have Matthew Boyd. They have Spencer Turnbull. They have a really good young pitching pitching staff like, uh, like the Pirates do. The Pirates have a nice young pitching staff. They have nice young hitters. There's baseball so fun this year because of that reason. You've got the Rockies, who are like the second to last worst team in the league. And they've got Trevor Story. You know, they've got guys on that team, Ramiel Tapia, who are who are really key guys when it comes down to just faces of the, the league of baseball. So I just love it. I think baseball this year is going to be fantastic. Bob, I don't want you to leave this segment thinking that you're butthurt, okay? No, I'm not. I'm just simply saying that you guys – I've listened to you guys over the last two weeks talk about the Indians and their pitching and how they're just their pitching is just not what it's been and it's not what it used to be and it's not this, not that. And then Ryan talks about the Tigers and he's rattling off all these pitchers. They're 10 games under 500 and nine games out of first place. So you got to pick one. It's one or the other. What? You guys are ripping – you ripped the Indians – and say that their pitching is used to be one Cy Young after another, number one starter right after another. Now it's just not the same. They're a game it's and a half out of first place. And, and Detroit what? has all these young They haven't stuff. played a – how many tough teams have they played? No, 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 no. My they point the schedule they've been given. I wasn't labeling the Tigers as a contending team. They've I, got the easiest freaking schedule right now. They're not playing tough teams right now. Of course, they're freaking second in, in the league. What my point was, I wasn't saying that the Tigers and the Rockies and the Pirates were contending teams. My point was baseball this year is so wide open that you can't label those teams as quote-unquote trash teams like you could in the past. There's been teams at there's teams every year at, at the bottom of the of, of the league, and there will be this year. But I'm just saying, as of right now, the bottom teams in the league are still they're still beating good teams. They, they are still, still have a chance. Good teams. Okay, but the, the Texas Rangers said, still have the chance to make playoffs. Yes. Okay, but you just, you just said that Major League Baseball is wide open this year, but yet I'm also hearing at the same time, but, well, who the Indians played? Well, if it's wide open, who the hell does it matter who they play? They well, you play know what? the damn schedule. When I asked the question, this wasn't about the Indians. Okay. The Tigers are not making the playoffs. The Rockies are not making the playoffs. The Pirates are not making the playoffs. They are not making the playoffs. What I'm saying is, for the last time, they can beat any team in the league. They could in a series, not just one game. They could, they could, they could two out of three, because of the pieces that they have in 
rotation, in hitting, whatever it may be, there are not a lot of bad teams in baseball. Come on, man. I'm trying to talk up baseball. I'm trying to talk up the major league. There, uh, There's a lot of good competition. There's a lot of good teams to go around. A lot of good teams. A lot. There's a lot. There's a ton of good teams. But there's really only like three elite teams. That's what it's going to come down to. Any last notes, Bob? Nope, I'm good. Any last notes, Ryan? No, I will uh, regroup and talk to you guys. Ladies and gentlemen, wait. You guys give me a fucking headache. Wait until Friday when I bring up the Rob Manfred baseball era. Mm. And Mm. will it stick around? Mm. All right, we're going to take a quick break here. Come back for some Burley's Beats. All right, next up is Burley's Beats with your big man, Burley Gunner. Hello, everybody. I I am Burley Gunner, and this week's edition of Burley's Beats will feature future bets on the MLB World Series. Uh, We just talked about the MLB, so it's kind of fitting. We just um, broke down some teams that could possibly, you know, make make a push to win the the world series let's start with just the american league central the the, or not the central division the american league pennant so the odds to go to the world series we start off um in the american league with the yankees having the best odds at plus 300 followed by the white Sox at plus 350 in third place the third best odds the houston trastros at plus 700 and the oakland a's in fourth place at plus 800 and the Boston Red Sox at plus 850 to go to the World Series. Guys, what do we think about those five teams? Is there anybody that you want to hear a number on? I would like to hear the number on the Texas Rangers, just because I live here. The Texas Rangers have the second worst odds to go to the World Series out of the American League at plus 15,000. So just... um. For, for funny purposes, if you were to be in a state that allows you to legally bet on um, – make a sports bet or a sports wager for a, a future World Series pick, if you were to place $10 on the Texas Rangers to just go to the World Series, not win it, just go, $10 would turn into $1,500. $100 would turn into 15000 God. Okay, I, I I am kind of impressed with the Red Sox this year. The Red Sox at plus eight fifty. I I think I I mean I'm kind of disappointed for you because if you like the Red Sox so much, that's not very. I mean, at plus eight fifty to go to the World Series. I mean, you're talking a full long season that you've got to ride this thing out, wait on this bet, mm-hmm. and. At plus 850 for the Boston Red Sox, I wouldn't take that. If they creeped into the, the, the four-digit range, plus 1,000, plus 1,500, which I think they should be, um, I, w- I'm, I could see myself, you know, maybe on just a, a good week, having a lot of credits and sprinkling, sprinkling a little bit on them. Another one that I just absolutely hate is the, is the Astros at plus 
700, the third best odds in the American League to go to the World Series. Are, can we? Are we? Uh, is it? Are we done with them? Like they're not the same team anymore. They don't have the same pitching whatsoever. They don't have nearly anybody. They don't have Springer anymore. They don't have. You know what I mean? They have Altuve. They have Correa. They have. That's about it. What is it with this, these what, guys? Why do? What is? What is this? Did you mention? You didn't mention Tampa, did you? Tampa, you want to hear Tampa? They're also plus eight fifty, so they're with Boston at plus eight fifty. So I again, that's Tampa just another over, one. I take Tampa over Boston. Um, for our for our Indians fans that are listening, the Indians are at plus eighteen hundred to go to the World Series, so not to win, just to go. Ten dollars would win you one hundred eighty bucks. Um, so, but for I'm me, not, just I'm not betting that ten dollars. I mean, it's. It's good odds if, if <laughs> it's good odds if you're it, it's good odds if you're the better. I mean, because a hundred dollars would turn into one thousand eight hundred. So did Bob but just yeah, say that he wouldn't bet on the Indians? Oh shit! All right, so the National League is my favorite. To, to for anything because I look at the National League as there's three teams that can win and go to the World Series. And there's hey, only, the National League is a different ball game. I actually I, I am drooling over the National League because I think there's only three teams that could legitimately win the World Series. I think it's the Dodgers, I think it's the Braves, I think it's the Padres. Or not win, but go to the World Series out of the National League. I don't see any teams beating these three teams. These three teams will have to beat up on each other. And one of these three teams would go to the World Series. The Dodgers are at plus 160. The Braves are at plus 900. And the Padres are at plus 400. I think if you were to place a wager, the same amount of of credits or money, if you are in a state that allows you to do this, I think if you were to place the same amount of money on all three of those teams to go to the World <laughs> Series, I think it's free money. I, I think because the way that it works out is the Dodgers, the, the worst case scenario would obviously be none of them winning. But assume one of them wins, you, the worst case scenario would be the Dodgers winning and you would essentially break even or maybe lose a, a couple bucks or a couple credits. But if the Braves were to win or the Padres were to to go to the World Series, you would have to cash out no matter what, even though you're losing money on other bets because you're winning more on the bets. Now, the the reason that this isn't done a lot is because you're putting all of your marbles into one, you know, basket with three teams to go to the World Series. One of those three teams is is breaking you even but the way i see it is the dodgers the braves the padres one of those three teams has to come out of the west so if you wager the same amount of credits for each of them you either break even or you come out with positive money the braves obviously would lead the way with the most winnings but the american league i would not do this because the american league like i like like i said i think that could go either way with any So, so what do you think between the Padres and the Dodgers? I mean, I'm going to take Atlanta out of it. I think Atlanta can come back. 
but I really think the Padres and the Dodgers are the ones that we have to watch right now. Well, it's the Padres. It's 100% the Padres. They have overall the, the, be- the better lineup, top to bottom, when it comes to the hitting, when it comes to the pitching, when it comes to the bullpen. The, the, the Dodgers' bullpen scares me. Their starting pitching is, is really good. Let's see if we can get them all in the rotation together without getting injured for the full season, okay? Let's see if Bauer can kind of regroup. He's Bauer's not, you know. He's a mental case. He's not been great. He hasn't been bad, but he hasn't been great. So, I mean, but I absolutely think it's the Padres. I think the Padres pitching staff is so underrated. It is so great. You're talking about a guy, Joe Musgrove, being a third or fourth starter in the rotation. Dude's thrown up no hitter already this season. The, the Padres look like the Indians of 2016. Where are the Mets in this? They're not. They're not in the, They're nowhere to be found in this. Because after Jacob DeGrom, they don't have anybody to come in. I mean, yeah, they have Marcus Stroman, but he hasn't proven himself to be consistent over the years. He's He's been an inconsistent pitcher that with a high ERA, he gives a lot of walks, a lot of hits. After Jacob DeGrom, I don't see anybody. And you're talking about the National League, not the American League. I mean, if the Mets were in the American League, of course, they'd probably walk away with the whole thing. But they're not. They're in the National League. They are not competing with the Dodgers. They're not competing with the Padres. They're probably not going to compete with the Braves. They have a good hitting line on paper. Now, I'm going to tell you it's right not now. not panning out that way, though. And I think that they are the most uh, over, overrated team coming to the standings. Remember, we're from Cleveland, so on paper – really doesn't mean a lot of shit. Of course. And that's what I'm saying. On paper, I think they're good. And their record does show that they are good. But I just don't think that they have what it takes to get it done. I don't think they have the pieces. Not, I want, what, not like the Dodgers. Not like the Padres. <laughs> I love the Padres. I love the Padres. Bob? Well, I... If I want to make some money off of this, I'm putting it on the Cardinals. Because I can bet a little bit of money and make a little bit more money than if I bet on the Padres or the Dodgers or the Braves. I'm taking the Cardinals to win the whole thing. Well, that's fine. That's a good risk. I, the whole point of, of my point was was an easy win, free free money, or or break even. So I was giving you an option to do that. If you want to take the Cardinals, let me tell you their odds. They're plus one thousand. So ten dollars would win you a hundred bucks. Hundred dollars would win you a thousand bucks. A thousand dollars would win you a hundred thousand dollars. So, I mean, ten bucks on the Cardinals to go to the World Series is not not bad. I mean, it's not it's not going to kill you. What, what are the odds of the Spectrum building in Dallas being imploded tomorrow morning? 100 to 1? Real quick, let's get into some World Series winners. Some World Series winners. The Dodgers lead the way at plus 350. The Yankees at plus 700. The Padres at plus 700. The White Sox at plus 800. And ironically, we just talked about the Mets. They are in fifth at plus 1,000. I do not think the Mets are going to. If you're going to try to find some value, if you want value, if you want to risk a little bit and you want to win a lot, the Angels are plus 7,000. 
They have Mike Trout. They have Shohei Otani. And those two guys are arguably going to be fighting for MVP. So how could you argue that? I'm not saying that the Angels are going to win, but at plus 7,000, I mean, you know, 10 bucks wins you $700. Talking about a guy who, for you, who wants to put a little bit of money to win a lot, that would be a good one. Uh, another one would be the Cubs. They're plus 5,000. So at plus 5,000, you could take the Cubs to go back and win another World Series with Javi Baez, with Chris Bryant, with, you know, with some really nice guys, some really, really good pieces. I mean, the pitching staff is okay. It's not the greatest, but they could definitely go back. Um, I mean, at plus 7,000 odds, you're, you're getting what you paid for. So, I mean, another one would be the Phillies at plus 4,000. You got a guy, Bryce Harper, who's one of the best hitters in the league, and you got Aaron Nola, who's one of the best uh, pitchers in the league on the same exact team at plus 4,000 odds. So that's also a, another good one. My favorite two would be the White Sox at plus 800 and the Padres at plus 700. Okay. And you could probably get that at like a, a future bet to a, a World Series matchup. I don't have a line on it. I could find it for our next show, but White Sox Padres to meet in the World Series would probably be somewhere around plus 3,000. People actually bet on that shit at this time of year. That's an app. I mean, that's a great bet. Right. If you're looking, I mean, if crazy. you're looking at, I mean, no, it's not crazy. You bet 10, 10, $10 to win 300 or you win bet a hundred to win 3000 and, and for two teams to go to the world series. It's actually a great bet. All right. My bet for the Cleveland Browns to go to the Super Bowl that I made a few years ago would have made me $20,000. There you go. <laughs> I mean, it's, I mean, the, yeah, I mean, the Justin Herbert MVP is at like plus three thirty five hundred or something like that. I forget. I'd have to look. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's, you could literally, there's a line on everything. There's a line for, is there going to be a run in the first inning? There's a line of who's going to be winning the game after five innings. There's a, a line of over every single thing. I, I'm currently riding something right now. Minus 120 that the Las Vegas Golden Knights beat the Wild in the series. Not any specific game, just the series. They went down one nothing in the series and they were minus 120. But they started the series at like minus 400. So I waited until they dropped the game. I hit them at minus 120, and I hope that they close the series out tonight. It's going to be a good bet. I mean, they're up 3-1 to one after being down 1-0. So, I mean, that's what you got to do. You have to read it. You have to understand. You got to go. You, I looked at it, and I said, okay, I'm not going to take the minus 400, obviously. That's just a stupid bet. I'm going to wait until they lose a game. And I, I hope it's game one because then they're going to go way down and that's exactly what happens. So it's going to work out for me, um, hopefully. And then I'll, obviously, as you both know, I still have the Vegas Golden Knights at plus 400 to win this game. Back. On behalf of Mr. Oshimaida, Burley Gunner, as well as myself, we'd like to say thank you for listening to the Cleveland Sports Fan. Please go to clevelandsportsfan.com to link up to our podcast or our YouTube channel. To join our Patreon page, go to www.patreon.com backslash Cleveland Sports Fan. 
You can find full-length videos of everything that we record there. You can also find us on Facebook, facebook.com backslash Cleveland Sports Fan. And on Twitter, my Twitter handle is at TheClevelandFA1. Twitter will be at Burley Gunner. And don't worry, you will never get a hold of Bob. I don't even know what Twitter is. Once again, thank you for listening. Be kind to each other. Support your military and veterans. And have a fine, fine Cleveland day. Wait. Wait.